Welcome to Soper's Chat. I'm your host, Christy. I apologize about the tardiness of the episode. I developed a summer ick, and I'm still trying to work my way through it. Uh, we've got a couple of good things for this week's episode. We've got our fragrance oil of the week, Shave and a Haircut. Pine Mica is our, Pine Green Mica, I should say, is our Mica of the week. We're going to discuss a little bit of Calendula um, as a coloring and kind of... Uh, the, on the DL, kind of the benefits of calendula. Um, soaping gone wrong? Oh my goodness, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and then also kind of along the lines of calendula using natural coloring and soap. So uh, first we're going to move into the uh, shave and a haircut fragrance oil. Now this one is, can kind of go either way on you. Uh, my personal experience with the shave and a haircut uh, fragrance oil that I got uh, I was working with it and I must have been working too hot and it hot processed on me and I'm like, oh, look at that. No, no kidding. Oh, okay. But uh, not very many places offer this fragrance. Uh, one good news is uh, that it doesn't really have any vanilla content. There was only one that I found that did have vanilla content in it, which was Rustic Essentials. They call theirs Barbershop 1920s. They have a cute little uh, kind of behind the scenes uh, as to their history with the fragrance which is really nice they talk about uh, how their dad used to go to the barber shop so it was kind of it's kind of cute you got to go look at that uh, and then we have um, let's see wholesale supplies plus had it uh, their usage rate is 20% now mind you that is for safe skin levels you don't want to necessarily use that large an amount in soap um, maybe stick around the uh, one ounce per pound of oil or less this is a very masculine strong fragrance so when you test the batch please test the batch um, you may find oh this is too strong I'm gonna have to kind of roll this back so with the fragrance smell so that's something to keep in mind because it's so it the, the fragrance is so powerful um, and rustic essentials their usage rate is 16.80 their max usage rate I should say uh, be scented they call theirs clean and fresh uh, again the only one that had the use the vanilla content was rustic essentials everybody else that that I found didn't have it um, then we have and there's their be scented's max usage rate was 10% nature's fragrance which used to be nature's items they have it theirs is at 11.69 I noticed a couple of them were at 11.69 so there was nature's fragrance was 11.69 New York Scents was 11.69, which they're now on the board. Uh, Save on Centric, which is also Make Your Own buzz, dot buzz, they're also on the board this week. 11.69 for both of those. Uh, Aussie Soap Supplies, which happens to use the Brambleberry uh, fragrance oil. So Brambleberry also has it. Uh, you have to use the Brambleberry fragrance calculator in order to figure out uh, the usage rate on that. Uh, and then the one I got was Maple Street Candle Company. Their usage rate was 8.75. So uh, also look at the reviews for other soapers. And if you are a soaper and you use a fragrance and you feel it would be beneficial for other soapers to see how it performed, please leave reviews on some of those fragrances that you use. You may find that a particular fragrance that you really enjoyed soaping with didn't have any reviews and you want other people to know hey this really worked really really well like say for example uh, sweet patchouli 
that's one I just not too long ago used, and I really enjoyed it. It's a, a fragrance that kind of grew on me. I was like, you know what? Other people need to know about this. This is a good fragrance. It's well-behaved. It's not going to bother you. Uh, you know, kind of that kind of thing going on. But that's the only companies that had the shave and a haircut that I was able to find. Now, it, and this, the IFRA rate is, of course, 9 on that. And again, max usage rate is what I'm showing on, or what these companies are showing. That's not necessarily how much you want to use, especially with this being such a powerful fragrance. Uh, definitely roll that back. All right. Now, next we're going to talk about Pine Green Mica. If you have made a soap with Pine Green Mica, that really deep, dark green mica, like darker than an emerald green, uh, go to soaperschat.com um, and you know, send us a message. Better yet, go to the Facebook group Soapers Chat and post your pictures. I'd love to see them. Other people might like to see them too. That way we can kind of see what's going on there. Uh, I can tell you I used it for a pine scented um, soap. I, I've got to see if I've still got the picture. But whew, it was so strong. I was like, yeah, no, I can't sell this. So I, I shaved it down and I used some of it in a different um, soap and used a different fragrance oil to kind of blend with it and that one turned out really nice so I was really happy about that but yeah whoo that was a strong smell uh anywho I also want to uh kind of refocus my focus on uh, this weekend was the Pittsburgh soap makers gathering they and I kind of missed it I'm sorry everybody uh, if you're in Pittsburgh and you wanted to go see that it was this weekend I apologize that uh, I did not know about this and just found out about it and telling you about it. Looks like it might be a yearly event. So if you're near the Pittsburgh area, um, if you go to PittsburghSoapMakersGathering.com, uh, you can see what they had this year. Uh, and then also maybe keep an eye out for next year's gatherings. So that way you can take advantage of that. Uh, they also have a listing of past gatherings as well as their sponsors, who to contact, what the costs are. Um, it's nice that they have a whole weekend of goodness there. Uh, uh, for example, in yesterday, uh, June 22nd, they had uh, Lotion Magic was their discussion with their featured speaker, Beth Byrne, former HSCG board member. I would love to learn more about lotions. It's kind of fun. And then she, it looks like today is also uh, talking about lotion magic again for the people that missed it yesterday. Uh, oh, and they had a workshop this week, uh, today, shampoo bars. That's something I wanted to kind of enjoy. I'm only recently getting into shampoo bars, so, oh, and a cream rinse. Oh, goodness gracious, I wish I could have gone. Anywho, so if you are in the Pittsburgh area, I apologize, I missed this, you know, but you may be able to take advantage of it next year. And if you have a gathering coming up, like for example, the old, old Sage Apothecarians gathering that's coming up in upstate New York near um, Rochester kind of area, uh, that's coming up in July. I, I think they've hit their 50 mark on that, but um, you may want to check. Um, otherwise, you know, maybe next year you'll be able to take advantage of it. Uh, otherwise, if you have any other gatherings that you are aware of, please message me. You can always message me at soaperschat@outlook.com, or send me a message through the Soapers Chat Facebook group or on the uh, Podbean. You can also through the soaperschat.com. So yeah, um, yeah, let me know what's going on out there. Next up, we're going to talk about oh my gosh, soaping gone wrong. Help. 
My soap is an icky mess. Or it's crumbling. Or it's cracking. A volcano! I love volcano. My favorite thing in the world is to watch people doing volcano on YouTube. Um, I, I just enjoy that. It's kind of relaxing. I know some people, it's just, oh my gosh, I've got a huge mess to clean up now. But if you can do a controlled volcano, it's, it's wonderful. Or better yet, if you can watch somebody else doing a controlled volcano, that's even better. I've, I myself have made a small batch like a tester batch just so I could watch Volcano. The only downside is my entire room smelled like soap for like a month. Uh, but it was still a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, some of the things that can cause your soap to go wrong. Uh, you'll notice that, um, and by that I mean some of the things that happen. Oil on the top of your batch after you poured it. Um, you know, three days, upwards of seven days, it's sitting in the mold and it's still sticky and you can't get it out of the mold. Um, still soft. Or batch is just crumbling. It's like, whoa, I'm trying to cut this and it's just kind of falling apart. Uh, or you develop a crack down the middle while it's uh, trying to saponify. Or worse yet, all of a sudden you kind of go in to check on your soap and it's trying to escape. Uh, it's trying to by, by means of volcano out of the mold. Um, or you've cut it, you've put it out um, a way to cure for four to six weeks, and you come back to look at it and it's sweating like it's uh, got some issues. Um, yeah, there's a, those are a couple things. If you know of any other issues that you have identified with your soaps, please let me know because I like to keep track of those things and try to present it to other people so that they can kind of see, oh, this happened, this is why. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong too, I'm doing a lot of research on this and I'm doing this based on experience I've had as well as experiences that other folks have had. So for example, with the cracking on the top of the, um, on the, top of the soap, I know that's because a lot of times it's my fragrance oil, it's getting way too hot or I might have soaped way too warm. I, personally like to use the heat transfer method to soap um, and in that situation uh, when I do um, sometimes I notice that I'll develop a crack and the way I kind of because I use wood molds um, they can tend to insulate the um, the soap more which kind of retains the heat and in that situation what I'll do is I'll actually take my soap mold and take two of my empty wood molds put them underneath and elevate the soap so that the heat can dissipate underneath the soap rather than sit there against the counter and just get warmer and warmer and warmer and things kind of go south on that. Now if you do experience a crack though, it's not the end of the world. One way I've seen, depending on the level of the cracking, um, one thing that you can do if it's just like a well, little hairline crack, not too bad. Big cracks, a little bit of a difficult situation there. It's still manageable. But one thing you can do with the, the minuscule cracks is uh, don your gloves and take some rubbing alcohol, spray, excuse me, spray a little bit of rubbing alcohol along the crack and with your finger, lightly rub the, excuse me, lightly rub the, the crack with your finger and slowly massage in the excess soap that's kind of developing into the crack so you can fill the crack. You may still see the crack but it will fill in so uh, otherwise you can just leave it as is and you know it's it's artisan soap. Um, if you get a bigger crack though and you really don't like the look of it you can always consider uh, covering it maybe with decoration such as uh, icing soap 
Those are things to consider. Melt and pour, that would be a good one. I saw recently that somebody accidentally, and this is actually the second time I've seen that, they lost their their uh, silicone spatula. It's like, where did it go? It was at the bottom of the mold the whole time. So it, she had a big gaping hole in the outline of her silicone spatula at the bottom of her soap. Uh, so she actually poured melt and pour into that cavity and it turned out beautiful. She used a beautiful blue melt and pour. I was like, that is a smart idea. And it's at the bottom, so you really can't see it. But should you see it, there you go. So that's kind of one way that you can make something pretty out of something that didn't quite go your way there. Now, another thing to look at is uh, crumbling. When your batch is crumbling, usually that's a sign of either you've got way too many hard oils that were used, uh, coconut oil is a big culprit there. Um, check your recipe. Um, make sure it's not lye heavy. That's a big one right there. If it's lye heavy, into the crock pot, and it's got it's got throw some water in there. You may even need to throw in some oil. That's something I would definitely research. Look at. I know that's happened to me before, where my my batches looked really weird, and unfortunately the boyfriend was yitteryacking behind me and just talking, 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 and, and con it was distracting. Uh, that's one reason why it's always nice to kind of soap in a quiet location where you don't have to go to jail for murder. Um, but it turned out that I missed adding a, a, one of my ingredients to my batch. And I was looking at my, my batch and he's going in the background and I'm like, do you know that you talking have distracted me and I missed adding ingredients? So I have to throw this whole thing in a crock pot, shaved up with the missing ingredient and water and rebatch this thing. He kind of felt guilty and went away, but then he realized at that point, okay, perhaps she needs quiet in order to make this soap and then I get to stay alive. Yeah, so that's one of the, the experiences there. Uh, so. If you find that your batch is crumbling, check your recipe. Sometimes it's good to jump onto some of the Facebook groups and say, hey, look it, um, this is the first time I'm using this recipe. I ran it through soap calc. This is what I've got. I'm, I'm ending up with a crumbly batch. It, you know, here I, I've double checked all my, my ingredients. It looks like everything's okay. Could I have a situation with hard oils, too much of it? Um, or you may look at your recipe and say, oh goodness, maybe I, I added too much lye. Um, that's a kind of leads to another thing. Did you check your recipe in a, a calculator, a soaping calculator like soap calc? Um, honestly, no matter where you get your recipe, um, be it a blog, be it a book, be it uh, a video, uh, a comment in, the, in a YouTube video, wherever you get your recipe, Always, 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 I stress this so much, always run that recipe through a soap calculator. Reason being is that recipe may not be for you 100% accurate and it could be very bad. Um, meaning that they're saying that your lye in your water is this amount, but you run it through the soap calculator and it's like, no, that's way too much lye. You should be using this amount. Usually, typically, for example, with soap calc, they say 38% uh, lie to water ratio. Some people will actually go lower than that. Um, I soap, I think, at 33. Um, I've seen people soap at 28, and that's because they wanted, they got some movement going on there. Um, 
they but they're they're experienced soapers they are in a controlled situation they know what they're doing they can monitor the whole thing to make sure okay this is what they did this is what the end result should be and they still did it do what it needed to do so please always 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 if you don't use soapcalc.net the sage has one that's available i'll include a, a link in there um uh, soap queen has one as well i haven't used that one uh, if you know of a soaping calculator that you use religiously um soap maker three they there's one there as well uh, that's a paid one though so that goes with the soap maker three um, program but if there's a soap calculator that you use that you it's a tried and true calculator for you let me know so just send me actually put it on the Facebook group so everybody gets to see it and also talk about your experiences with it that way everybody else knows what's going on there but please 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 always use a soap calculator when you're starting with a new recipe that way you don't put your situ yourself in a situation where you know you end up with a messed up batch you've wasted your oils and your butters and your lye and your water and you're just like Ugh. no please save yourself the headache um, now one other thing kind of what I mentioned earlier that I soap hotter I use the heat transfer method that's more of an advanced method um, if you're working with your soap and you're kind of newer at the whole process scale that temperature back try to work at if not room temperature try not to go above 110 degrees Fahrenheit which is 43 degrees Celsius the hotter you soap the more likely you're going to have issues with your soap and unless you're a more skilled soaper you may experience trouble that you can't you can't correct on the fly really to address the issue at a, at a moment's notice uh, now it could just be a situation where you've made soap for six months a year two years three years five years eleven years since the beginning of time and all of a sudden you have acceleration like there's nobody's business and what that means is your soap is starting to get thick um your soap has decided to become soap on a stick it is getting hard it's seizing look at your fragrance oil um are you using strawberry fragrance oil that'll do it oh my goodness strawberry is the one that stands out to me as being the one that is the biggest pain in the in the tuchus on um, because it will seize i i've actually created a video where i'm trying to use strawberry and i'm like this isn't so bad oh my goodness it's seizing on me so yeah strawberry is really bad about that if at all possible look at strawberry similar strawberry fragrances like for example nature's garden has one called strawberry patch it actually smells really good um i've used sun ripened strawberry it kind of felt like it it um went away on me for a little bit and then it started to come back luckily I added it was a strawberry vanilla kind of mix that I had done one part of it the soap was vanilla one part of it was strawberry and while it was curing it uh, it, it smelled like the strawberry went away but then it came back I noticed as it started to cure the longer and the in the water evaporated more and more I noticed oh that smells coming back okay that's not so bad it's a nice little blend of strawberry and vanilla that's not bad my favorite though is strawberry and champagne type oh my goodness that smells fantastic um but that could be one of the causes of your issue there also florals are really bad for that so pay attention to reviews that other soapers have had if there are no reviews on that fragrance 
Facebook groups, you can always do a search on there, see how it behaves. If you don't see anything there, post a question. There's always a really good chance that somebody has out there has worked with that fragrance and they can let you know. If you're willing to take the chance, get some, try a test batch. That way you're not out your um, your your ingredients. So you you only out 16 ounces if that. I actually created a recipe where um, I do less than 16 ounces of soap only because my experience with the one pound soap molds is it always seems like I do a 16 ounce batch and of course because of the water it's going to be bigger than the 16 or the one pound soap mold. So I actually rolled back and I'm using a total of I think it's 15.62 ounces of oils um, and then I'm doing like what 3.80 ounces of water. So ultimately it's just a little bit above 16 ounces when everything goes into the mold but at least I know I've, I've, I'm not going to have where I have to use like a spare mold and kind of put a little bit away there it's all going to get into that one pound mold so I can at least if if I want to test a fragrance I can do so that way uh, I can tell you that essential oils in most cases will behave the kicker being uh, clove cinnamon if you want to watch a soap seize cinnamon will do it that's that's like one of those where if you want to show a science experiment use cinnamon it's like there you go seized soap and the story moving on yeah so those are things to look at um and then uh yeah pretty much i mean i think i pretty much hit oh big one here's a big one on uh, make sure your oils are fresh and not rancid uh, so you're going to check for discoloration, check age, odor. Ooh, if you kind of like, oh, I wonder what happened to my oils, and you smell it, it's like, whoa, goodness gracious, I think I found the dead body. Yeah, time to discard and get a fresh batch. Um, now with the um, sweating, if you have a situation with your soaps and they're not melting pour, they're cold process or a hot process, and they're they're sweating. Um, if it's not a situation where uh, you've used too much fragrance oil, which, like I said, it's kind of talking about what I did before about the fragrance oil usage rates. Uh, one pound, what was it, one ounce per pound of oil. Um, if you notice sweating, if it's not fragrance oil related, it just might be the humidity. Uh, there, during the summer, uh, if you're in a, a high humid area, we're talking Georgia, Louisiana, Florida, wherever you are in the world where it feels like um, it's hotter than bejesus and and it's humid and you just took a shower and you're already having to dry off again um yeah you may need to run a humidifier i've actually heard of people that are in such high humid areas they run two two humidifiers goodness gracious but um yeah that's something you may need to consider because the humidity will definitely impact your soap so a lot of information there I know but hopefully it will be helpful if you have a situation like that oh and kind of something I almost missed um, if your soap is soft you can't get it out of the mold it's sticky one situation if you're using a silicone mold I noticed that with silicone molds that I would have a situation where my mold my soap might stick in the mold in that kind of situation you can throw it in the freezer on to for like a, an hour or two to kind of firm it up so that you can pop it out of the mold or 
sodium lactate. It's a type of salt. You can put that into your mix. Some people mix it into their lye water uh, before they mix all of their batch together. It's usually one teaspoon per pound of oil that you can mix in, but it's, it's basically a salt. So what that will do is help firm up your soap a little bit more. Um, it's not going to hurt it in any way. It's just a means of being able to make your soap firmer so that if you are using a silicone mold, you'll be able to pop it out of the mold a little bit easier. So hopefully that helps. If you have any questions, post a, a comment in the Soapers Chat Facebook group. Send me uh, the question on uh, soaperschat.outlook.com. If you have any experience or you have anything to add or clarify or correct, send me a message, let me know. I want to make sure that I can provide this information to other people. All right, next we're going to move on to calendula in soap. Now, calendula is one of those where it's being that soap is a wash off product, you're really not going to get a lot of benefits from using the calendula in the soap necessarily. So if you are planning on using calendula, uh, there's some things to keep in mind with it. So um, it's going to create a nice yellow in your soap um, and it can be infused in oil. So that's usually the best way to get that yellow coloring. Um, you can always, of course, grind it up and it's, it's the flower petals of a calendula flower. So what you can do is um, you can always add it to the top sprinklet or even mix in the petals in. You can grind it up. Um, there's really no fragrance in it. Uh, if you see somebody advertising a calendula essential oil, that may not necessarily be true. You may want to ask to see some lab results with that one because so far from what I've seen, uh, especially on, say, for example, Amazon, somebody had an essential oil listed and uh, a reviewer said, no, there's no way that you can have an, a calendula essential oil. They talked about how they themselves create their own essential oils and they tried um, a big quantity of calendula to try to steam distill. Um, they, it's a, a re creates a resin, so they weren't able to generate uh, an essential oil from it. So if you hear somebody saying uh, calendula essential oil, mm, yeah, try to take that one with a, a grain of salt because that's not necessarily true. Um, now, because it doesn't have a fragrance, uh, if you do want to mix in a fragrance, you may want to look at something that complements the calendula because, of course, it is a flower. Um, now, I've seen where Soap Queen talked about how she used an orange essential oil, and she also mixed in, um, because she did like a two-tone um, orange essential oil and then she used yuzu fragrance oil so she had kind of an orange coloring and uh, a yellow coloring when she did it I'll include a comment down below um, in the comments of the of the podcast there uh, now you can also use essential oils like cypress lavender lemon lime rose neroli oak moss jasmine ylang ylang frankincense so that's just some I mean you can even Go out on a limb and, and try any type of fragrance oil or essential oil that you want. Uh, there's a great essential oil calculator out there that you can use to combinate, uh, do combinations to make a fragrance oil that you like. Uh, and then just use it in your soap. So the nice thing about calendula is it, it's one of those where you can enjoy the coloring. Like I said, because it, it is a wash off product, you're really not going to get any of the benefits that you would normally get. Um, 
with using it like in a tincture or things like that. And because we're making soap, we can't make medical claims in the United States. Individual results may vary where you are located in the world. So uh, depending on where you are in the world, Australia, Sweden, uh, the UK, you'll want to make sure that you adhere to the rules in your country, in your state, um, your locate, wherever your locale is. I know Cal uh, Canada also has separate rules as well. They're kind of very, getting very similar to the UK in which they they have their requirements there. But it's it's one of those um, ingredients that you've got a lot of flexibility with on um, with regards to combining it with a fragrance. So lot to play with there. Okay, the last segment, which I just realized I was using the wrong microphone just now, uh, and I apologize for that. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, natural coloring in soap. What do I mean by natural coloring in soap? You can use clays. Clays are, are kind of like how micas are. You, you tend to know how they're going to look in most cases in a soap. I'm talking about things like carrot juice, paprika powder, uh, curry powder, uh, things like that. So um, granted, there are a lot of holistic uh, properties with regards to the different powders, the different um, liquids, uh, but we're going to focus, as I mentioned before, because we can't talk about the medicinal part of it, we'll focus on the color aspect, what kind of color it will create in your soap. Uh, this is very high level. Uh, individual results may vary, uh, mainly because everybody's recipe is different. Um, and uh, please do your research before you dive into this. I would hate for you to uh, start with a great big batch and use the wrong colors. Then, and you say, for example, you're thinking you're going to get a nice true red with matter root, and you end up with like a berry color. Uh, please do your research on this first. So I'm going to provide some references in the comments so that you have that to start with. And of course, Google is your friend. Uh, so also the Facebook groups are your friends as well. Uh, kind of, again, high level greens. You can use spirulina. That one will create kind of a, a deeper green. Parsley, um, green tea, uh, liquid chlorophyll. So those are, are kind of greens to start with. Uh, orange, turmeric, that's a given. Um, carrot juice, carrot powder, my experience, um, that one you have to mix really well. Otherwise you're going to end up with little, little dots in your, in your soap, personal experience. Uh, but that one, if you mix it really well with an oil before you add it to your soap, uh, that one's kind of one of those where you might have a little bit better luck. Uh, and also citrus essential oils, uh, and citrus like, um, uh, the, sometimes you can get away with the, um, orange peel. Well, sometimes if you're lucky, we'll get you a, a coloring on that too, but you may have an experience like with the carrot powder where it kind of is speckled. Um, with the speckling, uh, now one thing I want to kind of roll back on this here. Uh, one thing I found out from one of the, uh, blogs that I was reading was from um, Modern Soap Making. They had a guest blogger on mentioned that uh, with the infusions of oils that they do, they tend to gravitate towards pomace olive oil to infuse their oils. Um, big one there is because of shelf life. It usually has a long shelf life. 
and it's not green in color, which will affect the color of your end result. Um, and also she kind of touches base on palm oil. Now I do have experience with palm oil, coconut butter, um, or cocoa butter rather, um, coconut, uh, cocoa butter, shea butter kind of make my, my soaps a little, not sharp white, but they're kind of a creamy color. Uh, so I know that can definitely have an impact on your end result. Uh, of your soap when you use natural coloring. So that's something to keep in mind there. Um, but she does, uh, she does a fantastic job in this article. Like I said, I'll include in the comments of explaining infusions, which is fantastic because I'm very impatient with infusions. So, um, but the nice thing about it is, uh, with that, if, if olive oils, are in your, which you should have. In most cases, everybody uses olive oil as kind of a staple in their soaps. Uh, because if you think about it, soap kind of way back in the way, in, in the early stages of man, on uh, many, many moons ago, kind of olive oil was kind of the beginning there. Anywho, uh, so we've got orange, turmeric, carrot juice, citric essential oils. Uh, that one I can definitely attest to. Cit citrus oils can, essential oils can definitely turn your uh, soaps anywhere from like a light yellow to an orange depending on the volume on um, and also the the strength because of course that one of the downsides of citric essential oils is if it's too the lot if the fragrances of the oil is is not like times five times ten you may lose that fragrance in your soap so that's something to keep in mind um, but of course, if you go with a more powerful, concentrated citric, citrus essential oil, it's going to definitely impact the color of your soap. Uh, yellows, you're looking at chamomile, uh, rosehip, flaxseed, mango, annatto seeds. Annatto seeds can kind of go, it, it, it really depends. It can go from a real light, pretty color down to a really, really dark color. And that is going to vary between using the powder and infusing your oil. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, blues, indigo is kind of a, a gimme wood. That one kind of makes me laugh because there's a YouTuber that calls wood wood. Uh, reddish. And this is where you kind of touch on um, clays. Clays are kind of a gimme. They're, they're going to show you like Moroccan red clay. You're going to get a type of red. Raspberry. That's kind of an interesting thing. If you use raspberry, the fruit powder, not the stick powder, um, you can tend to get a little bit of red going on. Uh, pinks are matter roots and paprika. Paprika can kind of kind of play with you there. Uh, browns, easy. Coffee, cocoa powder, that that's kind of an easy one there. Uh, purples, alkanet, blueberry. Um, blueberry... Um, that one I'd kind of play with to see how deep blue you can get with that. And of course, activated charcoal, you got to be careful with, uh, not enough. You get a gray too much. It'll get black, but you, you may, it, it may be more charcoal than you necessarily want in your soap. Uh, possibly. I know that if you don't mix it well enough, uh, you may find that you end up wiping some powder off of your soaps personal experience on um, so that's one of those you may even want to add a touch of black oxide to kind of give you a deeper color um, so those are things to think about but definitely do your research um, I've, I've been looking at the different uh, 
different websites, like for example, DIY Natural Soap Color. They had some really good information on the the different uh, colorings, natural colorings. Uh, and also if you're looking for where to buy them, of course you've got Amazon, that's your gimme. Uh, but Soap Making by Lisa has them. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, Steph's Micah's and more. Uh, I've gotten neem from her. I've gotten carrot from her. Uh, neem, of course, green. Uh, so there are places that you can get it to. Oh, oh mountain rose herbs. Yeah, that's a, that's an easy one right there. Um, some of these places that talk about it, like um, uh, Soap Queen. Of course, she has the brambleberry, so you can get it from her as well. So she's got quite a bit there. Um, but I like the DIY Natural link because she breaks it down, or they break it down, I should say, um, pretty basic on there and, and give you a lot more to play with, like alfalfa is a green. Um, the She's got a, it, it kind of gets a little bit more in-depth there. Cinnamon, I completely forgot about cinnamon. Cinnamon, brown, yeah. Cloves, brown. But uh, usually the cocoa powder is your, your go-to. I've seen soapers that use it also for a mica line, the, the cocoa powder. So you've got a lot of resources available to you uh, to work with. Kelp. Now, here's a kicker with, with some of these. Kelp powder, for example, it has a smell. So keep that in mind. The smell, if you mix it in with your soap, the smell will dissipate. But keep it in mind that some of these will have odors. That's something to take into consideration. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Milk powder? Um, and, you know, you would think cream. No, you could get orange. You can even get brown. So those are things to keep in mind as well. Um, with the paprika, kind of taking a step back on that one. Um, and keep in mind, powder compared to infusions can affect the coloring. Uh, that's definitely something you want to take into consideration. But there are a lot of uh, different resources out there to help you. Uh, the DIY Natural actually talks touches on henna. Um, that's something I noticed with Mountain Rose Herbs. They sell henna powder. That was something I was thinking about adding to uh, conditioning bars because if you think about it, some people like to use henna to dye their hair. Uh, that's something you can also take into consideration with your soaps, but keep in mind that could impact the color of your soap. It could end up being green. It could go brown. It just depends on the type of henna that you get. So keep that in mind. It may not behave the same as what you're looking for um, in your end product, in your soap. So I'll provide you the resources that I have here and hopefully they will help you. Um, Three Hill Soap uh, was one that I also found and I like the fact that they've got a picture uh, honestly, if you're going to be a natural soaper, you could even print some of these pictures out, bookmark them, things like that, where you can go, okay, kind of, I want to get kind of a, like a, a light brown curry powder. Okay, that'll work for me. Now I want a kind of a, a light green. Oh, French green clay powder. There we go. So I hope these help. Uh, I know this doesn't sound like a whole lot of information, but really with, even with natural soap colorings, you can deep dive like you can with micas. So if you're wanting to go a more natural approach, hopefully these links will help you with what you're looking for there. Um, I like some of the natural soaps, but I also like my micas. So I'm kind of like a mica fiend. I've got two and a half drawers full of micas, so I'm a mica fiend there. Um, 
but I hope this helps you this week. Um, if there's something that I didn't deep dive enough on, on here for you, please let me know. And if you have resources to help others, again, we have the Facebook group, Soper's Chat at Facebook. Um, the, the, I'll include a little link there at the bottom there. And if you have any questions for me, send me an, a message at Soper's Chat at Outlook.com. Um, otherwise, we are going to hopefully get back on track next week, Fridays. I apologize again about this week because things just kind of went south on me this week. Uh, but hopefully we will be back on track with Fridays. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend and have a great day.